Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 173, The Sound of Truth. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. It's so good to be with you at this time because things are moving. Did you enjoy that full moon in Cancer? Did you let go of some of your old controlling rituals and perhaps put in place some healthy ones that resonate with you, that align to your rhythm? We're going to continue that theme of rhythm and resonance today. But before we do, let's just remind ourselves that Uranus, which is the planet of revolution, rebellion, newness, uniqueness, is at last moving forward again after five months being retrograde. And over the last two weeks, it was almost felt like it was stationary and will do for maybe another one or two weeks. It's as if we're moving forward, but it takes time for that engine to get going again. So you may have felt some pent-up energy, some feelings of not yet, maybe later. That may be just an excuse, but maybe you felt that it wasn't quite the time to move forward and you will feel more and more inspired to put forward your innovative ideas, to do that project you've been thinking about because the energy is now moving with us, especially if it has anything to do with Taurus. What is Taurus? Finances, experiences through the body, sensations, nature, food, music, anything that has this sense of being in tune with your body. Again, I'm using words like in tune with, resonating with, listening to the body. So anything that that feels is being driven by your natural resonance, your body-centered resonance, go for it. And hopefully it will make you the money you want. Because this is the future. This is what does my body want? What does the earth want? When I'm in alignment with those things, what happens? We bring magic. And I see magic coming forward. I see Omicron creating a new balance, a new sense of immunity, a new sense of alignment, not only through our own body, but to the planet, to each other. This wasn't expected by some people, but it is a magical tool that is literally sweeping across the planet and are setting us free to move forward again. Now, I am sure the powers that be have some other plans in mind. Hmm, look over here. There's another virus causing problems. Hmm, look to China. Look to the hemorrhagic fever there. Look over here. Because the plan wasn't, for some people, to allow us to return to our natural flows. It was to lock us up, lock us down. 
but the power that is coming onto this planet at this moment, whether it's cosmic power, solar power, human power, earth power, it won't be stopped. We are now meant to be aligning to our natural rhythms, to our natural rhythms, not just as a human being, but as a spiritual human being. And that can't be stopped, whatever someone may try to do. It's like this amazing waves of energy coming in. And we are all picking and choosing which pieces align to us. Not everything will. But this is where we are now listening to an orchestra and sound, to many, many songs. I'm trying to give an idea that there are many, many wavelengths coming in now. And we are individually choosing those ones that resonate with us, those truths. What is true to me may not be true to you. And be comfortable with that. In other words, your partner, your children, your family, your friends may say, actually, that's not the tune I wish to follow. So that's okay. We all align to different to create that magical sound. The orchestra doesn't all have to be playing the same instrument to come together. That's where we are now. We're harmonizing with different tunes, different pieces. But we're all coming together now saying together we create this magical sound, this magical music. So I was listening to someone talking about how our body has those sounds within it. Many years ago, I was aware that our cells actually produce a little bit of light. It's called bioluminescence. And with certain instruments, you can pick up the light of a cell. And you can tell when that cell is unhealthy or unhappy and when it's healthy because of its light that it emits, its photons. And many of us, if we are working with energy medicine, we're picking that up. When I'm doing a reading, I don't need to look at your physical body uh, as in seeing you. I can feel where some parts of us are not in alignment with other parts. It's as if where is one part of the orchestra not playing the same tune as maybe got a, a different sheet of paper in front of it, a different sheet of music. It's like, uh, I think you've got the wrong music here. <laughs> and, and often I feel that. I can feel it. I can see it. I can experience it when I'm looking at someone's aura. It's not that there's something wrong. It's just that that particular uh, cell picked up the wrong piece of the wrong music sheet it needs to get back in line with what everybody else is playing and so this person was talking about how now they can actually listen to the cells not just see it in a in a way in which they see light but that cells that are out of balance actually screech and I think well that's amazing that's so true there's a dissonance isn't there there's a sense of, oh, this is not in alignment or this is not harmonious. And so I like the idea that we could listen to different cells of the body and hear if they're screeching or, or have a dull tone or maybe not, as I say, in resonance. We all know that, don't we? Every parent knows when their child is lying, where 
what they're saying is not in alignment to the truth. And I was listening to a, <laughs> a leader, political leader recently, some of you will know exactly who I'm talking about, who was saying, I didn't know that this was wrong. I'm, I'm not lying. I'm just telling you, I didn't know that this was wrong. I'm sorry. And it felt like every child, I mean, even every one of us who has at some point said, it wasn't my fault that that happened. <laughs> it just so happened that the ball left my hand and went through that glass, but it was, I didn't know. It wasn't my fault. I think we're hearing a lot of that at the moment. People not owning up. And there's a dissonance, isn't there? A dissonance between what someone is saying and what their body is telling us. We feel it, we feel the dissonance. Their words and their actions or their words and their, their sensations are just not in harmony. We can see it in people's body language, whether they cross their arms or you know, they put their hand over their mouth, they put that finger over their mouth, which is really saying, I'm about to tell you a lie. Or sometimes I see people talking out of two sides of their mouth. They literally, you can see one part of them is trying to convince me while the other part of, of them is really saying this isn't the truth. The idea that we speak with forked tongue. And we all know when someone's doing that. We know when we're lying to ourselves, isn't it? We say, you know, I'm going to tell you this, but it's a complete lie. <laughs> As my mother always used to say, you can lie as much as you like to yourself, but don't believe that I'm actually accepting that as a truth. <laughs> Very difficult when you've got a psychic mother who sees right through you. And, and I see that as well. And my dear husband, when we would work with a group with astrology, he would have his, if I may say, a bullshit meter. And he said, you don't want my bullshit meter to go off because that means that you're telling me something that you don't even believe. So let's, let's just cut that out. <laughs> let's get down to the truth. So we're in a time now, and I think this is aligned again to Uranus moving forward in Taurus, but it feels like there's a, now that the North and South Node have moved into Taurus and Scorpio, which means they've moved out of Gemini and Sagittarius, which was all about thinking. It's funny now that Taurus and Scorpio are about feeling. They're about body sensations. They're about deep emotions. So I think that instead of us listening with our heads, we're going to be listening with our bodies. We're going to be listening with our emotional body, but it's not that sort of, are you happy or not? It's just a deep underlying discomfort when someone is lying, isn't there? And many of you who have Scorpio in your chart somewhere will know that feeling of someone smiling, but actually you're feeling something different going on. Yes? Or maybe you have Taurus in your chart, or oh, it doesn't matter if you have either of those there, but there's that sense of this just doesn't feel right. And intuition is so much based on these sorts of body sensations. We say it doesn't smell right, it doesn't taste right. I don't like the, the taste of this. I feel it in my bones, I feel it in my water, I feel it in my blood, it just doesn't feel right. Trusting that is so important because our mind, our thinking will override that. 
say yes but they're really a nice person even though it doesn't feel right or or this will do me good i mean it doesn't matter that they're lying to me because i really need this job or you know maybe next tomorrow they'll be better oh my goodness do we not talk ourselves out of situations where our body is saying don't do this don't do this and it may be in the food you eat you know sometimes i'm eating some food and i find myself <laughs> You know, almost the fork is not moving through the food or the food. I'm just moving across the surface of the food. And my body is saying, we don't want any more of this. And my mind will say, yes, but, you know, this is good for you. <laughs> Tell me it's good for me or whatever. I'm finding that actually <laughs> the food is not going down in the, in the dish that's in. I'm just playing with it. And I know when I start to play with the food, my body is saying, we don't want any more of this. And one of the reasons, and I'll just explain, I'm very sensitive to cream, cooked cream in food. It, it, my, I, my body just doesn't get on with it very well. And so even if I say to someone, has this got cream in it? They go, no, no, no. But then I find my fork <laughs> moving over the surface. And, and later on, they'll say, oh, I've just found it did have cream in it. And I thought, yeah, my body already told me that. Thank you very much. So do you have something similar, maybe with food or, or people <laughs> or things that you just go, even though everybody else tells me this is good for them or good for you, it doesn't feel right for me. And that is what I think we're going to see much more of, whether it comes along with what's going on in the medical profession at the present time. We won't talk any more about that. But it's really about whatever you may say is good for you or right or I'm going to be really listening to my body because my body is my greatest friend. And I can hear the sound of truth for me. I can hear when it's in resonance. And this then took me to a very important part of our brain called the cerebellum. It's called that because it's known as the little brain. And I've been fascinated by the cerebellum. I think that some people are like me and like, what is it about this part of our brain, right at the back of our head, in that, you know, behind, um, we could say, at the very base of our skull. But it's this wonderful, it always looks a bit like a cauliflower, just at the base of our skull. And it's about 10% of the weight of our brain. But it has at least 50% of the nerve cells in it. So here's this, this piece of the brain, this lobe of the brain that appears to be rather inconsequential and yet has so much power in it. So that's really what's fascinated me. And I was really fascinated, if I'm honest, when I was writing The Healing Power of the Sacred Woman, and I found out that during an orgasm for a woman, the cerebellum is activated and lit up. Now, why would that be important? Because if you ask anybody about the cerebellum, they say it's all about balance. It's just about balance. It balances our, our muscular activity so we don't fall over, you could say. So we talk about it being a balancer. So here I am reading about the fact that the cerebellum lights up during orgasm, and I'm thinking, well, okay, is this kind of balancing the woman as she's having an orgasm? Maybe. But it didn't feel like she's necessarily in a physical activity you might disagree with me, but a physical activity that needs all that energy uh, activated in order for her to experience this orgasm. Uh, I'll leave it at that. 
But I think that what it really said to me is there's something much more happening in the cerebellum during our activity. And it's not just about physical activity. It's about emotional activity, emotional balance, emotional alignment to our truth. And <clears throat> when I look at it, people talk about the left and the right brain so much about, oh, well, you know, you're very left brained, so you're very a doer, activity thinking, and the right brain, we talk about being more intuitive, more feminine, more receiving. I've actually come to the conclusion the cerebellum is the middle way. It's the part in the middle of these. There's not, you know, we often say doing and being, but there's something about being in perfect balance, but in a dynamic balance. So to me, the cerebellum is constantly balancing me, constantly finding, am I living by my truth? Am I in resonance with my truth? And a while back, we looked at the Alta Major as a chakra at the back of our head. And that Alta Major, uh, seen as called the Jade Pillow, is the balance between the breath of God and the mouth of the goddess. Beautiful. It's the place of our dreams. So this we looked at how our dream center is this balance between the breath and the power that comes from the goddess. So bringing something into life. And I don't feel that that is exactly the same as the cerebellum. To me, when I focus in on my cerebellum, which is deeper than the alta major, there's a place of stillness, dynamic stillness. I wonder if you can feel that. And to me, that dynamic stillness is constantly saying, are you in alignment, Christine, to your soul? Are you in alignment to your soul's connection to universal truth? Are you in alignment to the sound of the universe? Just as I would be listening to that orchestra, is the sound I'm making in alignment to the total? Or am I just going off at a tangent? And I relate to this to the goddess Mart, and I'm going to call her Mayat, Mayat or Mart, M-A-A-T. She's always fascinated me. She is the Egyptian goddess of truth, honesty, balance, integrity. And she often has this ostrich feather coming from her head, or again, coming at the back of her head, like the cerebellum. She also may have wings. And to me, she is the connection between universal or cosmic laws, cosmic truths, that which will keep the universe in balance and our own relationship to our own inner balance, our own truth, our own unique note. And some would say that she was created by Ra, the god of the sun, but I think she existed before that. She was the organizing principle. That's another way of saying it. I believe she was the organizing principle that came out when Newt, who is the goddess of, of everything, the potential, some say chaos or the abyss, but to me, Mark was the next aspect of this, which is the organizing principle. And it's like the matrix or the blueprint. I'm wanting to use organizing not in a way of doing, 
but of holding energy for resonance, rhythm. Am I in alignment to myself? And to me, that is what the cerebellum does. It holds the balance between my left and right brain, holds the balance between the, the breath of God and the mouth of the goddess. It holds the balance in everything I do. And to me, that when a woman has an orgasm, she is realigning herself to that balance point. She is realigning herself to the cosmic oneness. Men do it as well, but we have been doing more research on women doing the, on the cerebellum. That's merely because I wrote the book on women. But it's the same for men when they have an orgasm. It's that realignment to the unity consciousness. And Marta, ourself, is constantly saying, am I aligned? Or am I like certain political leaders telling an untruth, a lie? I'm not in alignment. What I want us to recognize is that there was a time where Mart represented the horizontal, uh, horizontal stone that was supported by the pillars of Upper and Lower Egypt. So it, it created that shape where you would have two verticals, Upper and Lower uh, Egypt, two pillars, two obelisks, and across the top was Mart. She was the organizing principle, but she wasn't static. So that organizing principle, and I, I can't think of a better way of saying it, what gives birth to our left and right, gives birth to our polarized self, our masculine, feminine, whatever you want to say. But it is also is kept alive by that, those two vertical pillars, whatever they are, feeding back into her. So there's this wonderful infinity sign, you could say, between the left and the right, the, the two poles, but the center point is marked. That makes sense? So we need to keep coming back to, am I in alignment? Am I in balance? Am I living true, not only to Christine's soul, but where my soul is in alignment to the universal truth, whatever you want to call it, the creative energy. And when I'm not, I get out of balance. I literally have vertigo. People who fall over, out of alignment. And where, the, where there, our body is out of alignment, sometimes we can't sleep or sometimes we're not eating well. Wherever we have a disharmony to our body, maybe a woman's periods or our inability to, our breathing is out of balance or our heart's out of balance. Wherever there's out of balance, we've lost touch with Mart. We've lost touch with the cerebellum. And there was a time, unfortunately, where Mart was replaced by Yahweh. Yahweh, again, not necessarily a being, if you want to see that as God, but a principle that said, I am the truth and I will not shift. And that's what we have at the moment. There is no dynamic balance. There is only one truth and you better follow it. And what I want us to come back to is a fluid truth, the sound of that truth, the lightness of that truth. Because when we are in tune with that, there is a lightness in our heart, isn't there? When we feel heavy, we are being dominated. That's why they weighed Mark's feather against your heart when you died. 
How light is your heart? How much are you in tune with the flow? When we are in tune with that flow, there is nothing that stops us. That's all we're here for. When we feel heavy hearted, weighed down, it's we're not following our truth. We're allowing something else to dominate us. So I hope I am lightening your heart. I hope you will find a song within your heart and you sing it and you reconnect to who you are, however beautiful or challenging your voice is. Sing out true. And this is your conscience. That conscience is not a judgment call. It's a place of realignment. Am I living in integrity? Am I living true to myself? Is my conscience clear, free, and open? Let my heart, my mind be open. Let it flow with light, always. Till next time. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.